following is a podcast of 19 North, a young adults ministry at Victory Family Church. For more details, see 19north.tv. How's everybody doing tonight? I'm excited to be here. It's good to be alive. Um, for those of you guys who don't know me, my name is Zach Del Turco. I'm the youth and young adults director here at Victory Family Church. And I stepped into the youth probably about a month, month and a half ago. And, man, it's so much fun hanging out with those uh, teenagers and their students. But, man, I have to be honest with you. I love being able to come here at 830 on a Saturday night and hang out with you guys and worship God and, and learn about, you know, what his word says about our everyday lives and then go in and have fun afterwards. So um, tonight I want to jump right in to my message. I want to talk to you very briefly um, about, a, about a subject that I think can, can change the trajectory of your life. But before I do, I know that I made an announcement probably a couple weeks ago here at 19 North. I do want to let you guys know that I am engaged to Ellie Stanchak. My beautiful, my beautiful, my beautiful, oh boy. My beautiful fiance, that's me and her. Um, man alive. I love you so much. I really do. But um, we got engaged Wednesday. We had a, a great day planned. And, man, I had, I had a blast with that girl. She's so much fun. And, guys, I, I do want to challenge you. Um, don't settle for anything less than what God has for you. Make sure that you find a woman that loves God with everything that she has. And, man, that's, that's who Ellie is. She loves God first. And then she loves me. So I'm so blessed to be able to call you my fiancé and, just love, love doing life with you, girl. But tonight, I want to talk to you guys about a message I called First Things First. And, and if you guys are taking notes, I title this message Out of Alignment. How many of you guys ever had a car when you're driving down the highway and you're going about 70 miles an hour and that bad boy starts shaking? Chances are your car is out of alignment. I love to lift, and, and now that I'm engaged and about to get married here in about six months, I have to make sure I look good for my wife. So I started to go down the YMCA, and it was last, last Saturday night, excuse me, Sunday morning, I was at the YMCA with a buddy of mine, and we were doing shoulders, and I was finishing up my last set of shrugs. I'm like, man, these things need to get a little bit more bulkier. So I'm finishing up these, my last set of shrugs. When I look in the mirror and I see this old lady doing the same exercise but with more weight. So after I saw that, I literally I put the weight on the rack and I said, I got to get out of here because that is completely embarrassing. So I went home and I had no issues. I went home and I went to bed and I woke up the next morning with a stiff neck. And I really think the reason I woke up with a stiff neck is not because of the way that I slept but because of the weight that I was lifting, I wasn't properly lifting and using the right techniques. But when I saw how easily it was for my body to get out of alignment, I started to reflect on my spiritual life as well. I started to reflect just on my personal daily walk with God. And I realized that the way I was living was out of alignment. See, a couple symptoms that I had Sunday morning and, and, and Monday morning and Tuesday was I had a lot of discomfort. I had a limited range of motion. I had lower back pain. 
And, and whenever I had conversations, I literally had to turn my whole body to talk to them. But I find it so true that every single one of those symptoms can, can relate to our spiritual lives as well. When, when we don't put God first, when we come to church, we can have a discomfort where, you know, we see people worshiping God and we're like, ah, I don't know if I'm into that anymore. Or it's that limited range of motion when, when God's calling you to do something great. There's that discomfort and there's that limited range of motion to reach out and to make an impact. But I don't think I'm the only one tonight that may have been out of alignment in life before. I think that's something we all struggle with on a daily basis. For example, there's some of you guys that are prioritizing your careers, where you're chasing the dollar, you're chasing that next step in the corporate ladder, you're chasing that next thing, and your priorities are out of line. Or maybe it's your social life. Maybe you're a social butterfly and you, you love to hang out with people and you love to go out to eat, but you make no time for God in your daily lives. Chances are you might be out of alignment. Or maybe it's your personal life. Like me, I like to work out and you're focused more on your outward appearance than you are in your inward appearance. Chances are you might be out of alignment. See, can I be transparent with you guys? This past week, when I, when I asked Ellie to be, my, to be my wife, we post things on social media. And I was so consumed for three days about social media. Who and how many people liked my post? Who said something on, on, the, on the picture? What's the comments that they made? And for three days, I have to be honest with you, my priorities were out of alignment. See, the, the, the thing is, when, when the day God is not number one in your life, your life becomes number two. And I'll let that sink, sink in for a little bit. When the day God is not number one, your life becomes number two. Do you guys remember being a little boy and a little girl and mommy says, do you have to go potty or pee? Do you have to go number one or number two? So when you do not have God at the priority of your life, chances are your life will be, become a number two. So let that sink in a little bit. But... See, if you want to have success in every area of your life, put God first. If you want to have success in your relationships and in, 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 in your career, if you want to have success in your finances, if you want to have success in your family, you need to put God first. See, we wake up every single morning with a decision to make. And that choice that we make dictates the life that we live and the way that we lead. I want to talk to the guys for just a quick second. I think Christianity has become so feminized where it's all about the feelings. It's all about the goosebumps. It's all about the effect of, of getting that emotional high. And that Christianity is no longer a man's man thing. But I want to challenge each and every one of you guys tonight that when you walk with God, when you raise your hands and surrender your life to him, that is not an emotion, but that is a choice. And we live in a culture where it's so easy to fall into the things of that world and to fall into those traps. But I truly believe that God is raising men up that are going to take a stance and say, you know what, I am going to live for God. I am going to lead my relationships. I'm going to lead my family the way God designed it to be because that is a true definition of a godly man. And I think we, we as men need to take a stand. We need to put the stake in the ground that says, you know what? 
We are going to lead our, our, our girlfriends. We are going to lead our families the way God designed it to be in our lives. Because for so, far too long, guys, for far too long, probably about 20 years of my life, I lived the way I wanted to live. I did what, what made me happy. I did what I enjoyed. I did what I thought would be fulfilling. But what I realized after 20-some years of doing what I wanted to do and putting my priorities in front of his, I ended up in the same exact spot I started in that journey. I want to encourage you guys, take a look at where you're spending your time. Take a look at where and who you're hanging out with on a daily basis. What are your priorities? Are they aligned with the word of God? And if they're not, I want to challenge you that it's not too late. Say, God, I want to make you the number one man in my life. I want to honor you in all that I do. See, we see through all throughout scripture that God is a God of order. And religion will say this, that God is a God in order because he wants to restrain and restrict us. And he wants to keep us from having fun and enjoying life. But I think that's so opposite of the gospel that Jesus came, came down on this earth to preach and to live. See, I think God placed order in our lives so that we are in line with his blessings, so we are in line with his peace. Just like a spinal cord, whenever something's out of line, there's symptoms that happen in our lives. And the nutrition, the nutritions don't go to where they need, but when we are in line with the word of God, we have more peace, more prosperity, more blessing, more healing than we can even think or imagine. See, as I was reflecting this past couple, couple weeks of just where I came from and, and what God has done in my life, I realized that the gospel simply means this. It means this, it's too good to be true. And I looked at my life the past three years as I've been living for God to the best of my ability, the best that I know how, and I see that, that my life and the way God designed us was to live a life that is too good to be true. A life in which we look and we reflect and we're like, man, how is this happening to me? How is God blessing me with this, with this opportunity? How is God blessing me with this job? How is God blessing me with these finances? And I know some of your stories, and I know some of your struggles right now, and you're thinking, how, how can God bless me? How can God be a God that, that gives good gifts? I want to let you know, when you align yourself with the word of God, and you begin to renew your mind to what he says and he, what he says about you, you will receive the blessings that he has for your life. And when we align ourselves with the word of God, we no longer focus on our problems, but on his promises. When he says that you were made in my image, that you were made in my likeness, that you are my child, do you know that a father wants to give his best to his children? His, a father wants to give everything that he has to his children so that they might have a life that is lived out, a life that is overflowing, cannot be measured. That's the kind of father that we live. But I hate to tell you, if you are not in line with the word of God, you cannot receive all that he has for you. First Thessalonians gives us a, the perfect order of alignment that we need to follow in our lives. 
And it says this in 1 Thessalonians 5, 23. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. What Jesus is saying, that I want your main focus, your priorities, where you spend majority of your time to be on your spiritual life, to be on the things that matter most. Because you, as well as I know, that this life is it's temporary, that we're here and we're gone. We're 25, we're 30 years old, and we're thinking, man, where did this life go? Focus on what matters most. Focus on the internal. Focus on your spiritual man, that God has designed you blameless and holy. Don't focus on the flesh where, you know, we go about our days, and, you know, as we get older, it starts to decay. And then one day we die, and the, the, the physical, the body soon decays, and we go up to meet the Lord. It's time that we have our priorities in line. But it's so easy to focus on the body. It's so easy to focus on the soul, which is your mind, your emotion, and your will. It's so easy to focus on your career. It's so easy to focus on getting big or or finding that next step in life. But when you put God at the center and when you're in line with him, he will take you further and faster than you ever could think, imagine, about doing it on your own. Because your identity is not found in the way you look, the career you have, but in the God that we serve. You are royalty. You are a child of the living God. You are positioned for greatness. Because what we give the most attention to will become the most influential in our lives. See, the spiritual man, when we don't give it attention, what generally happens is it gets quieter. And when we don't give attention to our body or our soul, it gets louder. Just a quick example, if you've ever fasted for a day or you ever fasted for a week, what happens to your body? It begins to get loud. It begins to tell you, hey, I am hungry. I need food. I need nutrition. And that's the same thing that your spiritual man is saying. Where have you been? I haven't spent days with you. I haven't spent weeks with you. And it begins to get quiet. And then we begin to wonder why we don't hear from God anymore. We begin to, to, to wonder why. God, you said that you direct my steps, but how come you're not giving me any clear direction? Maybe it's because you're only going to him when you need something. Instead of just thanking him for what he has done in your life, where he has brought you from, how he restored your spiritual man. Matthew 6, says this, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you as well. What is he talking about in Matthew 6, He's saying, when you seek me and you seek my kingdom, when you put your spiritual life in front of everything else, he says, I'll provide you with the clothes that you want. I'll provide you with the meals on your table. I'll provide you with your finances. I'll provide you with your next step. I'll provide you with your wife. I'll provide you with whatever it may be that you, are, that you need in life. But are you seeking God? Are you keeping him at the center of your life? Genesis 4, 1 through 5 says, Adam made, made love to his wife, Eve. I, I spoke this message to our high school students, and you can just imagine the boys in the room just 
cracking up. So I know there's some of you guys that still haven't matured, so you can go ahead and laugh, and I know, I know you want to. But it says in Genesis 4, 1 through 5, Adam made love to his wife Eve, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, with the help of the Lord, I have brought forth a man. Later she gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel kept flocks, and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought back some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And this is very important. And then he says, and Abel also brought back an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborns of his flocks. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but, Cain, but on Cain, his offering, he did not look favor with. So Cain was very angry, and his face was downcast. In my life, God's really been challenging me not to just give 10% of what I, I, I gross, but on what I net. So say you make $100,000 a year. He challenged me. I wish I made $100,000 a year. That'd be pretty. One day, one day. But he challenged me. He said, Zach, I don't want you to get, get to, with, with the taxes out. I don't want you to give that, but I want you to give 10% of $100,000. And I've been doing that for some time now. And what I realize with God, he can do more with your 90 than you can do with your 100%. And he doesn't ask anything because he, he wants our money, but he asks because he wants to bless you. He wants to see if you will be faithful with what he gives you. Because reality is, he has given you a mind, he has given you a passion, he has given you a desire, he has given you the job and the house that you live in. So why not give back just 10% of our finances? Why not give 10% of our time to a God who is living, a God who wants to bless you beyond measure? But we cannot truly receive blessings from God if we first don't honor his word and align ourselves with what he says. And what Abel did was, he says, you know what? I'm going to give you my first fruits. I'm going to give you the first, God, and I'm going to trust that you are going to give me more in return. And that's the kind of God we serve. He says, I give some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. I want to challenge you guys. If you're not tithing tonight, tonight might be an opportunity for you to do so. And it's not so this ministry can make money because we, we, we're doing okay. But it's for your personal life. It's for you to align with the word of God. See, Proverbs 3, 9, and 10 says this, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of your, with all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. Honor the Lord with your first fruits. He wants the first of our time. He wants the first of our finances. He wants the first of our day. How hard is it to give God what he deserves? The man who created us, the man who designed us and has placed a call inside of our lives, why can't we give him that first 10% of the day? Why can't we give him the first 10% of our finances? Because he wants to make sure that our barns are overflowing with, men, with plenty. See, I look back at my last couple of years, and I can truly say this. I've lived a life that is too good to be true. I look at how great my relationship with God is and no, I'm not perfect. And yes, I miss times and opportunities to spend time with God. 
But I look at who he has placed in my life, my, my beautiful fiance and my amazing family, and I realize it's because I gave my first to him. For so many years, I've gave my first time and my finances. I gave my, 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 my first love to him. And I look, I'm not sure if you guys know about my story, but this past uh, six months, I actually bought a house and God has blessed me with a house at the age of 24. And it's not anything to do with me, but truly for, for who he is. And, I, and, and God specifically put this on my heart. He said, Zach, I want you to invest in real estate because one day there's gonna be a mother and children that aren't gonna have any place to live and I want you to provide places for them to stay to get back on their feet when the father walks out. So as I was fixing up this house that I thought was mine, I put the last nail on the baseboard and the Lord spoke to me. He said, Zach, this isn't even your house. And I thought for a second, I'm like, Lord, well, I paid for this. I put in so much sweat equity. I mean, my gosh, what do you mean this isn't my house? And he said, Zach, this is your first fruits because I am gonna bless you with more houses than you can ever imagine. Because when you have a passion and a desire to live for God first, to live a Christ-centered life, he will take you and he will cause you to live a life that is so good to be true. When people look at you and they say, man, how is he so blessed? How does he have such amazing family? How does he have a house and a car and how is he living debt-free? Reality is that's the way God designed us to be, to live a life that is too good to be true. And I say this last, in this, this thing last, that I'm far from perfect, but I know a God that, that is merciful and he's gracious. And he says this in Proverbs 24, 16, a righteous man falls seven times. We're going to fall. We're going to mess up. We're going to forget to give our first fruits to God. But I love what it says after this. But God, but God, but God. Sorry, I messed that up. And he says a righteous man falls seven times, but, but he gets back up again. I think it's time that we get back up on our feet. I think it's time that we forget about our past. Yeah, we might have messed up. Yeah, we might have not given God our first 10% of our day. Yeah, we might not have given God the first 10% of everything. But I know this, God is a forgiving God and he wants us to get back up. He wants us to, to start this journey tonight. And just a few things that I wanna challenge you guys with and it, it's just these three things. I challenge you to spend five minutes of your morning praying and talking to God, thanking him for everything that he has done in your life. The second thing is spend five minutes of your morning reading the Bible or devotion. And then lastly, it's spend five minutes of your day meditating on what you have learned and ask God, how can I apply this to your life? Because when you live a Christ-centered life, you will live a life that is too good to be true. And that's the gospel, folks. That's what Jesus has came when he died on the cross for you and me. The gospel simply means this, too good to be true. Yet we were sinners. He died for you and he died for me. So with every head bowed and eyes closed, I want to just have an invitation for you guys tonight. Maybe some of you guys never made Jesus the Lord of your life. And I'm going to give you that opportunity here in a second. I could say this with certainty, that when you walk with God, 
man, he will take you to where you need to go. He'll give you a passion and a desire and a calling in your life. But I have to say this as well. When you do live for God, you still have trials. You still have tribulations. You still have things that you have to work through. But the great thing is he's there by your side. He's there leading you. And I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you out. I'm just going to simply ask you to raise your hand. And we're going to repeat this prayer. Um, and we just want you to have this invitation to ask Jesus to the Lord of your life. So I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you out. I'm going to simply ask you to raise your hand on the count of three. For those of you that want to make Jesus the Lord of your life. One, two, three. Is there anybody here tonight? I see that hand. Is there anybody else? Is there anybody else? I'll give you one second. I see that hand. Let's pray this prayer and repeat this after me. I want everybody to repeat this after me. Dear Father God, Lord, I thank you for this opportunity that we get to come and learn about you. And Lord, right now, we repent from our own ways and we turn towards you. And we accept you as our Lord and we accept you as our Savior. And our lives will never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Let's give it up for that couple people that raised their hands. Right now, I just want to um, spend a couple minutes talking.